Everyone, welcome back to the Black and Red Book Review Podcast. For those of you who celebrate Christmas, Merry Christmas. I myself do not celebrate Christmas. I am a Buddhist with many pagan friends, and I observe Yule at this time of year. So for me, this is the third or fourth night of Yule, uh, and not Christmas Eve, strictly speaking. Uh, So... On this episode of the Black and Red Book Review Podcast, I will be covering a special piece of shit as a treat for my audience. Uh, This episode may function as a probationary season finale in the sense that I may choose to do a non-fascist media review with a guest at some point in the near future. Or I may choose to not do that, as I am the sole proprietor of this podcast establishment, and I make the decisions here. Uh, So... This episode will be covering someone I have truly been looking forward to reviewing for a long time. He is the first, he's not the first, he's the second, rather, non-American topic author in question that we've covered on this podcast. As you may recall, the first non-American was Benito Mussolini himself, who laid out a short essay that was uh, an explanation of what fascism actually is. As you know, I have a rather intensely uh, strong aversion to fascist aesthetics and politics and so forth, as I like freedom. And in America, liking freedom is not necessarily associated with the conservative movement nowadays, and certainly not with the white nationalists or the neo-Nazis and so on. We've already outlined the differences between white nationalists, fascists, and neo-Nazis in this podcast. And today's is more of an edgelord fascist. And he is a, and an explicit neo-Nazi who reveres Hitler and the Third Reich and uses uh, occult-ish Nazi edgelord symbolism all throughout his life, his work, his aesthetic, and so on. And today's episode's author, sorry for the awkward wording, but the topic of today's episode is David Myatt, a British neo-Nazi in his mid-50s, I believe, at this point, who is apparently fairly notorious on Twitter for popping up in literally any tweet that mentions him. So he's also rumored to be fairly litigious, and he will uh, pop up in the online activity of people who mention him. So David Myatt, if you happen to be listening to this podcast, I'm going to be telling roughly 45 people what a piece of shit you actually are. And in order to explain what a piece of, piece of shit David Myatt is, he is here in the studio with for the, the viewing pleasure of the audience. No, I'm kidding. David Myatt's not here. I would never invite fascist pieces of shit on this podcast. This is to mock and critique their politics and explain why they're wrong to non-fascists, not to debate them in the marketplace of ideas or some liberal bullshit like that. And speaking of bullshit... David Myatt has the aesthetics and politics and, and general philosophy of life of a 16-year-old edgelord. So before I uh, elaborate on that further, just know that an edgelord is a meme nowadays that refers to somebody who tries to be as countercultural as possible, but in a sort of socially useless way. He just it's always a he, by the way, almost always a he, wants to appear to be antisocial and rebellious and free-thinking and so on without having to do the hard work of actually being rebellious and countercultural. And David Myatt, in case folks don't know, is the uh, 
basically the British ver- neo-Nazi version of Chris Cantwell. In many ways, as we'll elaborate on as we go further into this episode, uh, I would argue that David Maya is actually much worse than Chris Cantwell. Chris Cantwell at least doesn't have any pretensions to being a novelist, at least not that I'm aware of. It is rather hard to, to be a novelist when you're doing federal prison time for transmitting rape threats across state lines. And uh, if there's any... Okay, so before I continue with this episode, uh, I feel like I should give a content warning. I apologize for organizing this episode so badly that I give a content warning at like the four minute mark. But just so you know, there's a content warning at the roughly four minute mark. So, here it is. David Myatt's book that we're going to be covering today is chock full of gore, violence, and sex crimes. So many sex crimes. We're talking a lot of of just uh, just explicit pedophilia, sexual assault of adult women, of adult men, just horrible bullshit. And I'm going to spare you the details, of course. I didn't exactly jot down quotes from the book for this episode. But just know that this book is basically... A, 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 a smorgasbord of, of rape and cannibalism and gory murders. So uh, I'm going to, in order to spare you that, you need to know that this is what's going on. So if you don't want to deal with that shit, I don't blame you. Stop listening to this podcast right now and have a nice day and go on with your life. But if you are still listening to this podcast after the content warning I just gave, know that you are in for some really dark shit. I had to take like a three-week hiatus after finishing this book just so that I could sort of make peace with my soul and, and work on my own mental and spiritual health in order to record this episode for the podcast. And it was such a, a, a shit show of a text that... I really don't want to do this podcast anymore until season three comes around beginning in like June. So, uh, David Myatt, uh, to give brief biographical background, is a British neo-Nazi that sort of came up through the British National Party in the 80s and 90s. He's a redhead. He's in his roughly in his 50s. And he is also rather uh, famous for being a self-proclaimed Satanist. Not a Levian Satanist, not an atheist who uh, worships Satan in order to sort of piss off Christians uh, and advocate for secular principles and religious freedom and so on. No, he he literally worships demons. Like, that's his whole thing. And he, he pushes for human sacrifices, murdering, ritual murders of children, all that sort of edgy bullshit. So, uh, pretty much no matter what spiritual tradition you follow, David Myatt is what you would call evil, or a bad person, or a scumbag, or whatever term of endearment you happen to prefer for him. So David, if you're still listening to this podcast, I am talking about you specifically. Uh, so he's been a Satanist for roughly 30 years. He's famously the founder of a group called the Order of Nine Angles. Not clear if it's supposed to be angels, uh, at least not to me, but it is angles, A-N-G-L-E-S. I have no idea the significance of the nine angles. Uh, pretty sure nine angles doesn't make up a triangle, uh, but it's been a long time since high school geometry, so. But in any case, what David ended up doing was essentially inventing uh, the secret 
uh, but for Nazi satanic pedophiles. Uh, which sounds like something Alex Jones would be rambling about, but that is what David Myatt is, and that is what his followers are, or want to be seen to be, or want to pretend to be for reasons that are incomprehensible to your uh, upstanding host of this podcast. Uh, Order of the Nine Angles is, as I said, a fairly notorious neo-Nazi organization in the UK. It is what they call a prescribed organization, meaning a terrorist organization. Uh, it does have offshoots in the United States. Uh, it it's used to have heavy overlap with the Atomwaffen Division back when that was a thing that existed in concrete form. Uh, there was a schism in Atomwaffen over the whole Satan worshiping thing. Uh, many neo Nazis, especially Christian identity uh, neo Nazis, decided that that was just too much for them. Uh, they'd rather be fake Christians than Satanists, uh, which is fine. I guess uh, I'm not going to pass any value judgment on Satanism versus uh, Christian identity. Uh, both of them are equally garbage people as far as I'm concerned. One is not less garbage than the other as uh, to the host of this podcast. Uh, but Order of the Nine Angles uh, became Adam Waffen Division. Adam Waffen Division fell apart. And Order of the Nine Angles used to have a publishing arm called Temple of Blood. Now, you may be wondering why I put the weird emphasis on the word of and I do that uh, because it was spelled O-V, blood. Temple of Ov, Temple of Blood. And there was one notable fact about Temple of Blood Publishing Company, which is that, and I'm not making this up, this is a sourced claim, you can go look this up if you don't believe me, Temple of Blood Publishing was basically entirely run as a front operation by the friends of this podcast, the Federal Bureau of Investigation. That's right, ladies and gentlemen and non-binary folks. Uh, Temple of Blood Publishing Company was explicitly run by the Federal Bureau of Investigation, which means that if you're a neo-Nazi who gave your information to Temple of Blood Publishing and for some reason you're listening to my podcast, one, I'm laughing at you, two, you're a piece of shit, and three, you gave all of your personal information and mailing address and credit card info and phone number and email and so on to a to the literal FBI. So good job with that. Uh, but Temple of Blood Publishers is, as far as I know, discontinued. Uh, not many of its staff were fully aware that they were in a front for the FBI. So as you can imagine, many white nationalists were not too, too thrilled uh, to be snitching on themselves and their friends to the FBI, which never stops them, of course. Uh, they do it all the time. They accuse each other of being snitches all the time, as we've covered on this podcast many times. Uh, they also accuse each other of being pedophiles all the time, uh, again, as we've covered on this podcast. Um, but this is an exceptional case because David Myatt is literally both a snitch and a pedophile. So in the lawn annals of white nationalists and neo-Nazis accusing each other of being snitches and pedophiles and fronts for the FBI, David Myatt, again, if you're listening to this podcast, David, I am talking about you specifically. David Myatt is a snitch and a pedophile. This is a documented fact and is not up for legitimate dispute. I am not making an actionable libel claim and saying that David Myatt has engaged in sex crimes with underage uh, children. I cannot prove that, 
and I'm absolutely not implying or stating that David Myatt has engaged in underage sex crimes with children. What I can prove, as someone who has read his magnum opus, uh, Iron Gates, which is uh, the novel, if you can call it a novel, that I'm going to be talking about today, I can prove, as someone who has read this book, that David Myatt is, at the very least, extremely happy to fantasize about pedophilia and cannibalism and sexual assault. He does it all through this book, just constantly. He does it to the point that he is willing to sacrifice what I would consider to be important parts of a novel, like a plot. Uh, this is fascinating. It was almost postmodern in its artistic choices that were made in this novel, because it's the only book I've ever read that literally doesn't have a discernible plot. Now, it might have a plot, and I, I just might not have been reading it close enough because of all of the cannibalism and rape and, and, and pedophilia that happened throughout the course of Iron Gates. Uh, but I, uh, if there is a plot to Iron Gates, I missed it, and I read all 600-odd pages of this tome of a fucking book that barely qualifies as a novel. Uh, so... Iron Gates is basically the story of a post-apocalyptic, irradiated nuclear wasteland somewhere in the woods in the east coast of North America, a place I can't actually prove that David Myatt has ever been. Uh, David Myatt has certainly been to other places. Uh, quick tangent here, uh, he briefly converted to Islam in the 90s. Uh, in order to become a jihadi and advocate for an alliance between Salafi jihadis and white nationalists. He was very pro-Al-Qaeda in his brief career as a Muslim, but he basically deconverted, unconverted, whatever the word is, publicly from Islam and went back to being a neo-Nazi Satanist, so I can't really say how sincere his conversion to Islam may or may not have been. I'm not, uh, it's not my place to judge, uh, as our Muslim friends would say, Allah, God alone, knows all. Uh, and Allah alone knows what the fuck David Myatt is on about at any given day. So anyway, back to this podcast. And back to Iron Gates itself. Uh, it doesn't have a discernible plot and is set in a post-apocalyptic nuclear wasteland somewhere in the east coast of North America... Uh, it involves a neo-Nazi militia, uh, which is called the Organization. And the Organization is basically busy trying to take over and conquer uh, as many of its irradiated nuclear wasteland neighbors as it can physically manage to do. As the Organization is busy taking over as many of its uh, militia neighbors and neo-barbarian tribes and so on as it's physically able to do, it tends to do so for basically one of two purposes. To either, uh, or three purposes, I should say. One, to abduct them and turn them into uh, sexual rape slaves. Two, uh, to turn them into food. Uh, or three, to ritually sacrifice them to... Uh, you know, to Satan and to various dark demon gods that require uh, subhuman blood in order to manifest fully the racial superiority of the organization. Uh, this uh, summary that I have just given is basically the plot of the novel, or at least the context within which the, the book occurs. The book itself does not actually have much of what you might call a plot. 
it's more of a collection of very graphic scenes that are loosely spaced together, more or less. They don't exactly flow from one thing to the next, but uh, various characters. Uh, the only character I can actually remember by name is the Commandant, who may or may not uh, be a self-insert for David Myatt, uh, just like uh, the old man from the Northwest Front novels was a self-insert for Harold Covington. Uh, Harold never explicitly states that, of course, because no one ever wants to own up to a self-insert when they're writing a novel. But uh, Harold was definitely self-inserting. And David was self-inserting into this novel as well, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, the Commandant is just this all-powerful, all-knowing, like, figure of darkness who has access to all the best food and, uh, you know, just... It constantly, 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 constantly sexually assaulting people. Has access to all the best food, and by food, of course, I mean abducted children. Uh, he engages in, in horrible sex crimes with women, men, children, animals more than once. Just some really, really, really garbage shit. There's no um, conflict... To the extent that you can call it a conflict in in a in the plot of this book, uh, it's just David. I'm sorry, not David, the Commandant. Uh, his number one uh, uh, slave, because everyone in the organization is is basically a slave to the Commandant uh, in a pyramid scheme. Fascism is all about hierarchy and uh, pyramid schemes. Don't forget that. That's important. Uh, and so the Commandant just owns everybody and does whatever he wants with them, uh, and they all just obey it and try to put their boots on other people's necks while keeping the boot on their neck. Uh, it's kind of an instructive dystopia from an anarchist perspective, really, um, because a world that, uh, valued autonomy and free association and equality between human beings and didn't really tolerate pedophilia and wannabe tyrants wouldn't really have a place in it for David Myatt. And I think on some level he knows that, which is why so much of this novel is just a power fantasy for David Myatt and his sick. And I don't often use the word sick on this podcast. I might use pathetic, wrong, mistaken... Uh, disgusting, flawed, but no, David Myatt is just legitimately a sick, 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 sick motherfucker. He might literally be the worst person I've covered on this podcast so far. And Iron Gates, I, I feel very confident, I will give it the Doc Seal of Approval, <laughs> is literally the worst text I've covered on this podcast in every conceivable way. It has the worst pacing, it has the worst plot, because it, again, didn't really have a discernible plot, it just had a context within which this series of scenes occurred. Uh, it is graphically violent in ways that even the Northwest Front novels aren't. Northwest Front novels uh, at least were a series of power fantasies about overthrowing the U.S. government and establishing a white ethnostate homeland, which, you know, I have plenty of objections to. This podcast is kind of a long objection to white nationalist ideology. But that at least is a, is 
a, a stance that is can be articulated and can be understood and can be fought against. But this book is just a series of, of sick rape power fantasies by David Myatt in which he just gets to live out all of his disgusting impulses and just be a 50-year-old teenage edgelord. Uh, there's no resolution to anything. Uh, the Commandant doesn't ever kill everyone or, or get killed himself. Uh, the, the horrible, uh, crimes against humanity in this little, uh, satanic militia just sort of go on unobjected to and, uh, un, 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 uh, requited for all eternity, I guess. Uh, so, I apologize for this being a rambling episode. Normally, I would have a, a, a neatly outlined episode with a plot, with, like, characters, with, uh, central themes and conflicts and so forth, but David Mind is a terrible writer. <laughs> He's written a bunch of, like, non-fiction, like, satanic handbooks and ritual magic shit like that. This is, as far as I know, his only attempt at a serious novel. I, I, unless there's a sequel to Iron Gates that I'm not aware of. I'll have to look into that after this recording wraps up, I guess. Um, if so, I'm not going to subject you to that. I'll just read that for uh, further research on David Myatt. But, uh, yeah. David Myatt uh, is 100% uh, a snitch. 100% uh, a pedophile. Uh, David, if you're listening to this, uh, I am talking about you. Uh, you can go fuck yourself. Uh, and Iron Gates was absolutely the worst book I've covered on this podcast in its two seasons now. It had the worst pacing, as I've already said. It had the worst plot, because it doesn't have one. Uh, only a, co a context in which a series of graphically sexually violent scenes play out. Uh, it has no resolution, it has no firm ending, uh, and its author is just kind of a sick whiny, pathetic, edgelord piece of shit. And, uh, I hope he dies a horrible, painful death. Uh, and that's about it, folks. So, I'm going to take a hiatus from this. I might return with a non-fascist episode to review non-fascist media, possibly with a guest. Um, and if I don't do that, this episode will serve as a season finale. So if that ends up being the case, I will see you all next June when it's warm and sunny out and I might have a brighter disposition on life. So until then, uh, be safe out there. Uh, solidarity forever. And don't forget that uh, fascism is awful and needs to be resisted with uh, all possible means, up to and including physically violent self-defense, because some of them are pedophile snitches who want to murder our children. This has been the Black and Red Book Review Podcast, and I am your host, Doc, signing off.